There are many ways people listen to vision, including through a PC at work. When you fire up your computer at work, go to vision.org.au slash listen and click the Vision or V180 Listen Live buttons. You can also catch the latest Vision National News Bulletin and enjoy a growing range of on-demand podcasts from the same page all while you work. However, and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. And as we delve into this week's topic, a reminder that some of the content may be of a sensitive nature. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Dez. All right, well, once again, it is Momentum. Hello there, and uh, wherever you are around Australia, welcome to this week's show with Tim and Dez. Uh, really great to have you tuning in. A point to our website before we do that, MomentumAustralia.org. Send us some feedback, maybe ask us a question. Uh, have a listen to some of the previous shows, and of course, you can consider financially supporting Momentum too. We'd really appreciate that. Dez, my co-host, partner, good friend, are you well this week? <laughs> yes, yes, I certainly am. And you know, it's we, we just love doing this. We really love helping men to succeed in life and do life better. And just one of the things I want to mention is our Caroline, Momentum Caroline, brought to us by our friends at Caroline Communications, and they're a ministry in their own right. And and they provide this service to us. And it's one 800 0 men one 800 636 It's available from uh, seven days a week from 9 o'clock to 11 p.m. That's 9 o'clock in the morning to 11 p.m., one 800 And there's that team of people who are available there confidentially. If you haven't got somebody in your world you can talk to and you're struggling with whatever it is in your world, please feel free to reach out to the our care line, one 800 Yeah, you know, there's a whole bunch of reasons as to why you might do that. Uh, one of them might be marriage. It is a wonderful thing, but let's be honest, marriage is not easy at times. And a good marriage certainly requires intentional time effort, self-sacrifice, understanding, and a lot of patience. And, you know, we at Momentum get quite a few emails each week from men reaching out to us, asking us for help and advice about a certain area of their lives. One of the most common emails is around marriage, things like, my marriage is in trouble. My wife no longer talks to me. My wife and I are no longer intimate. We're living separate lives, and I don't want to be there anymore. What can I do? You know, the truth is all marriages have problems at some stage, but it's how we tackle these problems that will determine whether we allow these things to make us stronger as a couple or whether eventually, sadly, the issues will cause the ultimate divide of divorce. This week, we're looking at 12 of the most common problems in marriage with the CEO of Focus on the Family Australia, Brett Ryan. Welcome back to Momentum. It's a pleasure being with you once again. Yeah, and we're going to talk about the 12 common problems in marriage well it's hard to put them on a numerical number because i can vouch that we'll may share all 12 of them yeah. and there'll be people say well where does my problem fit in yeah, that's uh, right. so it's it's <laughs> an exhaustible list but we also know that you know marriage is as you said so rightly tim it takes a lot of effort and anything worth fighting for is going to take a lot of effort on your part, but it's doable. It's uh, And when you succeed and you have that long life marriage, it just, it just gives you that, that feeling of success, not just for, you know, your own self, but for the legacy behind, you know, for the children mm-hmm. that see and have that generation to generation to actually, you know, say, Hey, you know, 
It can be done. It's hard. It's 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 effort. It can be exhausting, but it is so rewarding. Yeah. Let's go to stretcher number one, which is lack of communication. And I mean, let's be honest, when you're not communicating uh, effectively, let alone at all, but effectively, um, a lot of things can get misconstrued, misinterpreted, uh, and it can lead to a whole bunch of then conflict and confusion. So let's talk about lack of communication, Brett. What, what are your thoughts around, I suppose, why that might be? Because obviously we can say one thing, but it might not be heard. <laughs> the way that we mean it. I mean, just speaking to that space for us, lack of communication. Exactly right. Uh, you, it may, you might say something, like you might even ask the question, um, how are you feeling to your spouse? And they say, I'm fine. Yes. And um, but you know, <laughs> between the lines, because we all know that fine stands for freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Um, or you ask them, can I go out and play golf? And they said, yes. And you're not reading between you. You hear the words that you yes. want to hear. But there's a there's a tone, there's a body language. So communication is not just what you hear; um, it's what is behind it. And and we're not mind readers, but that only have comes you know if we ask the right questions. You know, help me understand. And so communication is vital for a healthy relationship, and uh, and it's something that we at Focus on the Family Australia want to be able to help men and women uh, mm. to be able to communicate more effectively. And uh, and I've shared in another podcast uh, about the fact that we, you know, we've got a, a two-part series called Caring Communication Conflict, some, some tips, things to avoid, things to assist in how you communicate. And we've got two ears, one mouth, we should use it in that ability uh, and use it in that ratio. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, communication, the greatest asset you have are your two ears and an engaged heart and an engaged mind and willing to listen. Brett, speaking to this space where um, guys might be in a marriage or, or a relationship right now where it seems that all communication is almost conflict, right? Where they just, they're trying to communicate and they've reached such a point in the marriage where it doesn't really matter what they say, the response is either aggressive or exactly what you said, one word, but you can hear the tone that it's not good. Like speak, speak to guys in that space. How do they start to change that situation? Uh, I wish it was easy to say, hey, you put this trigger and everything's going to be easy, you know, like, but we have to find out why the conflict is there. And um, we we run a marriage course uh, called Real Life, Real Love. And uh, in part of that course, and we also run, run a marriage retreat and we talk about the reactive cycle, you know, the, these are the things that trigger us. And once we're triggered, we react and we say things or do something that is not healthy. Uh, and it's because we're not communicating what we want. And we also have to know that there's the situation where it's called the um, the relational responsibilities, our, our, you know, the principles of relational responsibilities. And our responsibility is we have to look after our own backyard. We can't worry about what the other person says. And, the you know, often you hear kids, oh, she made me, he made me. Um, do something or may made me angry. Well, if you should point the finger and say they did it, no, you are in control. You are in control of your actions, your words, your attitude. And so you have to have a look in the mirror. They can influence, but they do not control what we say. So when people say, oh, well, we're always in an arguments, um, that's because you haven't worked out some strategies about how to circumvent or to be mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the thing that's going to cause the wedge, if you like, to, to be the circuit breaker in that conflict cycle that so easily can happen time and time and time again. And once you understand that, what makes you tick, then you can address it. Yeah, and what makes your partner tick, I suppose, isn't it? 
Yeah, and and that comes through communication, you know, and sharing that. And and people who say, well, we we and I I had a recent uh, doing a presentation. And someone actually asked me that same question that you said, Tim. You know, it always ends in arguments, and so they decided not to go out on dates because it always ends in arguments. So I'm thinking, well, no, 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 no. Mm. It's because you're not addressing, you know. Uh, the, the properly the communication. I said, why don't you go out with a goal, a goal to go out and say, determine that we're not going to talk about anything deep and meaningful. Just be very light, and 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 you'll come come away from saying, hey, we didn't argue. Tick, wonderful. Why don't mm. we try this again and build that yeah. own, pardon the pun, its own momentum because it starts being successful when we actually say, hey, we can we can have conversations that don't end in disaster. Yeah. Number two is lack of intimacy and notice it didn't say lack of sex, but I mean, intimacy and sex, I mean, they're kind of similar, but they are, they're two own entities. I mean, let's be honest, you can create intimacy without having the physical intimacy. And I think, again, for a lot of guys, this can be a struggle because, I mean, let's be honest, we like the physical, but we've got to create the physical outside of the bedroom via intimacy before we get the physical. We talk about emotional intimacy, and that's the uncomfortable things for many guys. They don't want that that touchy-feely type of conversations, uh, but they want the sex. They want the physical content, but they don't want the emotional content. And the ironically is that how God's designed us, we're so different. And mm. for, for women to uh, be intimate, they need to be emotionally connected. And for men to be emotionally connected, they need sex. So we're actually <laughs> – yeah. it's, it's a little bit of a tension. So we need to have that balance about how we can actually do life. And, and let's put it this way. If you are in an environment that is not safe – you know, like they feel threatened, mm. they feel unsafe, they're not sexual intimacy will never take place because it sexual intimacy comes out of giving and wanting to give to the other person. But when one feels safe and threatened, they you know, they yeah. close it. It's like a clamshell and it's very hard to open it up. But if you're open and feeling safe and th- they can share their feelings and emotions um, without being told, you know, that or invalidated, then then sexual intimacy as a as a net result. But it's not the goal. We want to connect with our spouses on on a much more deeper way, rather than just the physicality. There is that emotional connection and relational connection. Mm. Num- number four is a biggie: infidelity, um, and that's not necessarily about just physical cheating either. I mean, there's other ways that we can be unfaithful to our partners, right? Uh, very much so. We can talk about uh, emotional infidelity, uh, and that seemed to be increasing, that we connect or we share with somebody who we may not be physically connecting to them, uh, but we can actually emotionally connect. And that that's just as, uh, as significant of lack of trust. Um, and that could be even via the, the social media platforms, sharing something and texting. Um, and I've, uh, I mean, I've, I've dealt with a couple um, at, a, at a camp, and, um, and he was sending quite intimate texts to this other woman and thinking it's okay. And his wife mm. approached him and, he's, and he, he was clueless. He had no idea. He says, well, I haven't done, I haven't had an affair. I'm just connecting with them. And they were talking and discussing at late at night. And, and he, he was, yeah. he just disconnected from the reality of what that unfaithfulness, the, and a, a healthy relationships built on trust. And when mm. trust is broken, then it's very hard to earn that. And it takes time to earn that trust once again. Yeah, and the next one is about, uh, you know, over time, it's so easy to fall into the area of boredom, you know, where you're with somebody every day, there's no excitement, it's just day after day after day, 
How do you overcome yeah. that? Well, we can all get in ruts and we can also take our spouse for granted yeah. and we have to make the effort. And that's the reason why we highly recommend going on date nights. And it doesn't yeah. have to cost you money. And for all you frugally minded people like me, I put my hand up for that. Um, you know, it doesn't have to cost you money, but actually spending intentional time talking about those things and enjoying life together. You know, you can do things apart. Yes, that's good. Have your own uh, enjoyment, your own hobbies, your own interests, but then find things you can work together. I mean, for my wife and I, we we love playing card games and we would play card games nearly every day of the week. Like it's just something that we do over breakfast or a dinner. We have our meal, we're talking and we're playing card games. It, it's never boring. We can have conversations of with lots of good conversations and it is silence. We just enjoy each other's company. And uh, so we don't get bored now. And we, we, as I said, it it takes work and that means that maybe have a look in the mirror. How are you going in the romance style? You know, are you just in the rut and treating her like, you know, your errand person or your slave? You cook for no. me, you clean for me and not showing appreciation? No, it takes you to actually say, hey, what could I do to contribute to the health and well-being of this relationship? I, I, I'll, I'll say this. I actually, I, I, we might do it after the break. I'll tell you a good little story about this. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll come back to that. That is boredom. And I actually have another question I want to throw at you with regards to that. So we'll come back. That's all coming on the other side of this break. In the meantime, love you to have a look around the folks on the Family Australia website. That's families.org.au. Our special guest is the CEO of Folks on the Families Australia, Brett Ryan. And of course, the Momentum website, MomentumAustralia.org. It is Momentum with Tim and Des and Brett Ryan. We're going to come back in just a moment. Stay tuned. This is Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. All right, welcome back to uh, the second part of this week's show. Tim and Des with you, and our special guest is the CEO of Folks on the Family Australia, Brett Ryan. We're talking uh, 12 common marriage problems, and we're about halfway through at number six, which was boredom. And uh, before the break, Brett, you, you teased a story that you wanted to share with us about this. Yeah, I was going on a flight and I was going to a place called Emerald and I think I spoke to another podcast ago and on this particular flight, I, I gave my uh, a ticket to the lady and she goes, um, where's Emerald? And I said, oh, it's up in Queensland. And she goes, oh, that sounds lovely. What are you going to do? Are you going on holidays or are you going on, um, uh, on business? I said, I'm going on business. I'm actually running a marriage conference. And she goes, Really? She goes, what? And, and she asked me some more questions about my, what I do for a living. And it's a great conversation starter. And uh, she goes, oh, that sounds like a wonderful thing. She goes, oh, I've been married for 25 years. And she goes, but it's a bit boring, she said. <laughs> and I said, well, is he a good man? Oh, he's lovely. He's absolutely lovely. He's a beautiful man. I said, well, have you told him that? No, I couldn't say that to him. I said, you just told a complete stranger how beautiful and how lovely he is. Why don't you go and tell him first? She goes, oh, I couldn't do that. He doesn't say it about me. I said, well, that's transactional. <laughs> I said, that's transactional. You're, you're, you're saying something only if you get something back. I said, why don't you go home tonight and tell him how beautiful and wonderful and how you told a complete stranger this same story? And she goes, I think I could do that. 
She goes, do you have a card? I said, yes, I <laughs> and, um, and I just thought, you know, this is a woman who's been married for 25 years and realising she was saying she was in that rut, she was in that boredom space, but mm-hmm. they have to make the effort. And it starts with who you are in the mirror. What are you doing to, contributing to the health and well-being of the relationship? Yeah, that's mm. a really good story. I love that. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> so, Brett, um, I mean, let's be honest, right? I mean, for those of us who've been married any length of time, th- there is a, a season where we can slip into that, you know, it becomes routine. And as far as routine, you know, when kids come along, we, we get to this space and particularly as dads, we can feel like, uh, you know, my, my Monday to Friday is just work. I come home, then it's kids. Saturday, I might be doing some jobs or sport with the kids and then Sunday's church and then, you know, I maybe get a couple of hours on a Sunday afternoon and then we're back into routine Monday and the cycle repeats and we can get into that. And, and you know, we've we've heard from and we've had conversations with, I'm talking about Des and I here, mm. um, you know, and, and seen p- people in the, in the, um, just blow up their lives essentially looking for some excitement. They'll go and have an affair or do something stupid or go and do this, that and the other. And of course, it's not just men. I mean, we can all do that when we reach that stage in life. But speaking to that space, particularly for guys who might be in the routine of, you know, I'm in that slog right now. You know, there's not a spare moment to myself. My wife and I barely see each other. We're passing ships in the night. Um, It's become a bit humdrum, boring, and I'm looking for some excitement. Yeah, it's a it's a reality that many people have faced, and be many people listening saying, "Hey, I'll put my hand up for that." Mm. Um, and and life can get really boring, and it can be very routine. But at the same time, is that you can either make a choice of how you see this life, and even the boring and even the routine and mundane things can still be enjoyable. You can still have choose joy. Or you can have a stinking attitude. What can you t- you can control that? Um, those who think, well, the grass is always green on the other side, and try something else, and to see. But you have to look at the the ripple effect. What's the consequences if you say, for example, the affair? What's the domino effect of that? What is going to happen? Not only would you destroy a relationship, but you also have the, your children and the and the they are collateral damage. They they are. You know, they will see this and it can destroy whole families. The ripple effect is enormous. The next one is interesting. It's about disrespecting boundaries. And, and you know, there's so many of us. I mean, I certainly have fallen under that camp when I was married. And, and it's so easy to start and move boundaries and adjust boundaries to suit ourselves and so forth and not respecting other people's boundaries. Yeah, and I think it's important to allow our spouse to be individuals mm. and not being controlled because that's dare i say that's towards narcissistic tendencies you know controlling what they do wear uh dress controlling who they're interacting with controlling the finances um you know that's very controlling and that is emotional abuse and uh and that no one thrives in that environment in fact what i said earlier about a safe heart you know if you want to have true intimacy you need to have and make sure the environment's safe. But if you are controlling the boundaries, controlling everything, then it's going to erode that trust. It's going to erode the relationship. So we need to allow our, our spouse to express their opinions, express themselves, give each other space, and we don't have to be in each other's pockets all the time. In fact, it's actually uh, all the evidence that says that healthy relationships allow for the ebbs and flows, the breathing in, the breathing out. If we're with each other all the time, it can actually place enormous uh, tension. But we allow them and say, hey, go and do what you do best. 
And then it's come together and you can share what you've been doing. And then we can actually be the richer for it if we allow and respect each other's boundaries and their individual tendencies. And the other yeah. side of that, uh, Britt, isn't it, when you you know, get that closeness and you do things together all the time and you don't have your individual lives, there's no room for a mate in that world. So whenever you do get into strife, and we've talked about it continually on Momentum, having somebody you can be close to and intimate with, you know, as two guys together, and you can share your life and so forth, that disappears when you get that that absolute closeness too much. Yeah, and, and then we talk about being complementarians, you know, complementing each other. Um we're not dependent on the other person. We are both individuals. We meet together. Um, but, you know, the other person doesn't complete us and they certainly shouldn't control us. Mm. Yeah. You mentioned tension before, Brett. Let's go to number eight, which is stress. I mean, let's be honest, stress uh, can affect all of us to some degrees. It's, you know, most days there's probably a degree of stress that we we have in our lives. Um, but that can be really damaging to a, a relationship and a marriage. Yeah, and uh, we, we're seeing that increasing all the time. Uh, financial stress or mortgage stress um, is causing so much disruption in relationships. And uh, mortgage stress is defined as, you know, your all your repayments, either rent or, or mortgage, 30% of your income is going towards uh, you know, paying those 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 uh, aspects of paying the down the bank or the landlord, and we're not seeing just thirty percent now. We're seeing up to fifty to fifty five percent plus, hmm. and so it's facing enormous stress. But we also have not only just um, financial stress; we have um, you know emotional stress, and we have um, you know health stress. Um, and knowing that you know if we don't process it ourselves and help our spouse process it in a healthy way, it's going to cause much friction and much tension. And unfortunately, it can lead into really disunity and disharmony within a relationship. Yeah. Number 10, you mentioned quickly there, and we've talked about this before, money problems that can be a biggie for couples. But let's go to number 11, trauma or grief, which... You know, that's, that's really interesting. As you said, I mean, situations are going to happen. Things are going to happen. Um, and the way that we, we deal with those, I suppose, individually, but most importantly as a couple, will either determine whether we get stronger together or we allow that stuff to push us apart. Yeah. And when we do have those traumatic experiences and whether, I mean, we saw it with floods, we're seeing it with fire, we're seeing it through, um, you know, a, 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 a disability, or if we've seen a death of a child or something like that, or, you know, it can cause you either to run towards God or run away from God. And it can cause you to run together or it can cause you to go poles apart. And so how we go through it, how we navigate, we don't have to be always in line with everything because uh, we're going to be processing things differently, but we want to be able to work through it together and process. And, and, and you know, like if, if they say, for example, there's a death, you know, you don't just walk through it um, and say, get on with life. We have to work through the grief. Hmm. And there are some times when we need to have some professional counselling through that, um, and uh, and we've got uh, you know whole, we've got actually an excellent download of dealing with grief on our uh, on our website, just processing this. And so I would highly recommend if if grief is one of your happenings in your world, hmm. be better informed on how you navigate grief and doing it together. Hmm. So just going back to servanthood as well, and the fact that you know our partners we serve alongside and we're servants to them. And mm. so, if they're going grief or trauma, you know, you're there for them. You, you, know, you submit to where they are. 
Yeah. And I mean, we don't want them to stay in that space. They need to start moving forward. Yes. Um, and so if they're staying stuck, um, then you might need to have that external uh, help. Mm-hmm. Um, time is a great healer, but there is a time when you have to, you know, give them a little nudge. Don't nag, don't badger. But mm-hmm. if, if, if the way that they're dealing with their trauma or their grief is compromising their health and well-being or those around them, then you need to seek professional help. Mm. The final one, and rather ironically, I think it's funny to have this as a common marriage problem, social media as a marriage problem. I think that's kind of funny. But, I mean, look, it's a thing, right? I mean, let's be honest, social media can cause some rifts. (laughs) Very, very much so. Because we can, A, you know, we can be addicted to what's happening on social media. So it's a a distraction uh, that we're spending more time on technology rather than with our spouse. Another thing that we can have is that we, you know, just be curious. And an old flame we had in high school, What I wonder what they're doing. And, in fact, in England they did a study and they found that about, um, about, uh, one in five or one in six marriages, I think I can't quote the actual number, so I apologize for that. It actually, mm-hmm. was because someone actually uh, reached out through social media and that led for one thing to another, that emotional connection, emotional infidelity led to a sexual infidelity. So social media by itself is not necessarily a bad thing, but if you're doing things um, that you know are not healthy um, and you're doing things behind and hidden in secret, then that's a big red flag for yourself to know that this is not going to end well. And the sim- simple things like if you're taking your partner out to a restaurant for dinner, don't have your phone in your hand. Put it, put it away. Put it away. Um, and you might say, well, I've just left it to the side and, and, uh, and I've even turned it upside down. Well, that's fantastic. Good on you. But if as soon as it bings, buzzes or chimes and you pick it up, <laughs> then um, what you're saying to the other person is that your company is not as important as who's the other person. So we need to be fully present. Mm-hmm. And social media can be a good thing, but it also can be a significant trap. Yeah. 12 Common Marriage Problems, that's been our topic this week. And again, you can find more and more resources at families.org.au. That's families.org.au. It is the website for folks on the Family Australia. We've been chatting with the CEO, of Brett Ryan. Brett, it's always a great conversation. Uh, lots of things in there, again, that we can uh, start looking at and potentially applying to our own lives and our marriages and relationships. So, as always, really appreciate your input on Momentum. It's been an absolute pleasure having you. Thanks, mate. It's an honor. You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum. Momentum.